So a lot of times people don't really pay attention to you because they don't feel like you're speaking to them. In today's business deep dive, I'm talking with one of our community members, AJ, who's having a bit of a challenge positioning how she helps the audience she serves. As you'll find out in this video, in this walkthrough, you're gonna see the one major reason she is not able to really speak to her audience in the way that they want to be spoken to. It's one of the most challenging things for any business to deal with. And quite honestly, it's the starting point of everything from which it waterfalls. If you don't have this one thing dialed in, nothing else you do in your marketing is gonna make a difference. So if you wanna see how I'm helping her fix that so she can be a lot more clear, streamlined, and specific, and how you can take the same advice into your business, then watch this. Hey, welcome to the Healthpreneur Show. I'm Uriel Kim, CEO and founder of Healthpreneur. You are listening to this because you are a health professional or coach who is committed and driven to growing a successful virtual practice or coaching business online. In these episodes, I'm gonna give you the best of the best when it comes to marketing, sales, mindset, business growth in general to help you achieve those goals. So without any further ado, let's dive right in. AJ serves Muslim clients and helps them recover from their depression, anxieties, and trauma through Islamic psychology and Islamic healing. Okay, so you have, you said Facebook and YouTube ads running? And they're both going to the same type of offer, I'm assuming? Yeah. Okay, so let me just map this out. So we have Facebook ads, we got YouTube ads, and where, what are, what's being offered in that? It's like they're going to an opt-in page, I'm assuming, for something? Yeah, so they're going to this uh, BSL, isn't it? And then uh, from webinar, they're going to book a call. Yeah. Uh, and then the second website, uh, the second advert that I have is, uh, and uh, that is three days challenge. And from that, they, uh, they're getting a three and a book call uh message okay so the first one here is ads to opt-in page next page is the webinar then they can book a call correct yeah yeah okay number two is a three-day challenge so again starting with facebook and youtube ads okay so and that's going to an opt-in to join the three-day challenge and then on the inside it's going to be like three thingamajigs and then they can book a call at any of those points that's right so the issue is you said you're not getting the right type of leads. Is that fair to say? Absolutely. Okay. So my question is, if we look at quality of leads, when whatever we're looking for, whether it's you know no-shows or quality of people that are coming through a pipeline, a lot of times we think the issue is you know, somewhere around here, right? And it could be, or it shows up as I'm not getting enough people or they're not the right people booking calls with me. So the way I like to think of this is anytime we have a quality issue, any issues downstream, start upstream. So if there's a quality issue in terms of the wrong people coming in, we really want to look at what's happening on the messaging side of our ads and also making sure that what is being offered here is only speaking to our best possible clients. Okay. So I'll just give you an example. So like in our business, if I want to work with clients who are established and already working with clients and they want to scale, if I had messaging and an offer to watch a free masterclass around how to go from struggling to getting your first couple of clients, I'm going to appeal to a very different person than I want to. Right. So what is what what is being offered? So the webinar, like what specifically, what's the promise? Like what are they getting? What's the thing that they're gonna get by opting in, whether it's the challenge or the webinar? 
hope and reassurance that there is a, a solution to their problem. And, and what specifically is their problem that they want solved? Relationship issues. We're talking about identity crises. We're talking about trauma. So relationship issues, identity crisis, trauma. Can we narrow that down to like one? I call it pain, but that's very vague. Yeah, because pain could also be shoulder pain. Yeah. Right? Because here's the other thing is everyone's got a problem. Right? They've got various problems in their life. And it's like, if I have a leak in the faucet, I want to call the plumber, right? If I have a roofing issue, I want to call the roofer. If someone has a relationship issue, they want to most likely speak with a relationship person. So it is ideal to really position yourself as the specialist for a specific problem slash single target market. And although there probably is a lot of overlap with like the relationship issues, identity trauma, it's going to make a lot more sense to lead with one thing. Because as soon as we start making multiple promises, for instance, here, like watch this webinar to discover how to have better relationships, clarify your identity, et cetera. As soon as we add more things to a promise, we dilute the power of the promise, right? It's like saying, you know, this restaurant is the best restaurant serving Mexican, Italian, Middle Eastern, and Japanese food, as opposed to this is the best Japanese restaurant. Does that make sense? So my first recommendation would be to think about who is the, like the single target market, like the singular profitable problem that is high severity and persistent. Yeah, sure. What do you mean by severity and persistence? What does it mean really? Yeah. So if we have severity up here and persistence here, so we want to think of how severe is a problem and how persistent is it? Okay. So I'll give you an example. So migraines are there. They're very severe and they're very persistent. And because of that, this is a great problem to solve. Uh, by contrast, if we have something like a tension headache, it might be down here because the severity of a tension headache is like, that's eh, not too bad. I could just pop an Advil. When, how often does it happen? Whenever. So to build a solution around tension headaches, not a great idea. To build a solution around migraines, phenomenal market because it's severe and it's persistent. And if people have pain, it doesn't have to be physical. It could be any degree of pain that is severe and persistent. They will go above and beyond to want to solve it. Now, the thing about severity, severity is subjective. Persistence is objective. As an example, with your audio, with your perfect client, if you think of your, one of your perfect clients, like what is the one thing they're coming to you for? They're like, I saw this thing about yours. Like, here's what I'm going through. Yeah, I think it's uh, it's understanding who they are. It's like identity crisis. They, they lost in translation of being human doing and they want to be human being. They, they want to find themselves. I think it's all about identity crisis. Okay, so I get that. And I think it's really important work. But that's vague. But it's vague, right? And this is the challenge that a lot of us health professionals run into is we we use language and terms that although are very important in their execution are less tangible for our audience to really understand what the hell it means. So as an example, like what is, so what is this perfect client? What, what would they type into Google? Like if they're up late at night, they're looking for a solution to, you know, something that's just top of mind for them. What are they like? It's just nonstop, like this, this nagging thought in the back of their head. What are they typing into Google looking for a solution for? Like, what are they? Yeah, not good, not good enough. Not good enough. Not appreciated. So they're typing in not good enough or like how to become good enough or how do I feel more appreciated or? Yeah. Yeah. Something like that. I'm sorry. I, I'm not really good with uh, with avatar stage as you as you got that. But copy some. Oh, this maybe. 
This is where it all starts. This is important. Well, let's break this down a bit. So they're typing in like, I'm not good enough or I want to be appreciated. Where does that show up in their life? So they, so they, so that results in them being, uh, probably running themselves down, being burned out, being sick as well, uh, having relationship issues and feeling depressed. Okay. So we have, we have a few things. They could be feeling run down from their work, right? There's a lot of different reasons they could feel that way. So what I'm trying to get at is if you can think of one specific problem, like if we look at relationships, I think relationships are, if you have expertise, they're a really good place because a lot of people will do more for someone else than they will for themselves. And if you look at the context of a problem in a relationship, it's not just the person who's being affected by it. They're like blowing up the relationship, which means that especially if they've got kids, there's more you know collateral damage now. And there can be more severity because now it's not just about them, it's about the whole unit, whether it's them and their spouse or their family, et cetera. So when you say like relationship stuff, what like what is that how does that show up in the relationship? So we're having uh silent treatments, very often narcissistic traits in in, in my clients or in their spouses, uh, possibility of separation, divorce, problems with children. Okay. So again, we're still like, there's a lot of stuff there. We're not kind of like, we got to get to the core because the core of this could be, you know, you help people whose relationship is on the brink of divorce, rekindle the passion, rekindle the love, rekindle whatever. Now, how you do that is irrelevant because the only thing we're trying to do here is we're trying to meet the market where they're at. So you, let's say you have whatever, 50% of relationships end in divorce. And if you're currently on that, on that road, watch this to discover my three-step system for how I reverse that with my clients. So we're meeting them at the problem level as an example. And then all of the work you do around identity, trauma, et cetera, is part of what we call the proprietary process. And that's the purpose of the webinar. So the webinar's goal is not to sell them anything other than your methodology. So let me just draw this out a little bit better. So typically, we help our clients map out a three-step system we call the proprietary process. So if you think of ours, our proprietary process is actually four steps. Perfect client pipeline, Facebook ad or traffic source, webinar, application, phone call. And the purpose of the webinar, I'll just use ours as an example. So our messaging is like, if you want a more predictable, consistent flow of clients, because you're not getting them right now, watch this, right? That's kind of our promise. Inside the webinar, I'm basically saying you might be here because you're spending all your time on social media, you're creating content no one ever sees, you're doing a bunch of all this different stuff. And although you know, you're doing activity, it's not really moving the needle. So the right person who's watching this is like, that's exactly what I'm going through. And I'm saying, like, listen, like, there's a time and place, right? Social media has its place, it's got its benefits, but the reality is you can't scale that. It's impossible. You're gonna burn yourself out in the process. What I'd like to suggest instead is what we do with our clients, which is called this. And you introduce how you do what you do. So the goal of the webinar is to sell people on your methodology, your secret sauce, because everyone is asking two questions. So number one is, what's in it for me? Why should I even bother watching this? And now that I'm watching this, how is it different than anything else I've seen or tried before? And that's why there's two things that are super important in all of your marketing. Number one is you sharing your truth, speaking you, like the AJ truth. And two is you demonstrating to the marketplace or to these people opting in to watch your webinar and your stuff that you have a methodology that is unique from anything else they've seen before. You with me so far, AJ? Yes, I feel I've done it, but I feel that I uh, am certain that I did mess up the first 
stage, which is defining the client, defining the ideal client. Well, I mean, that's that's everything, right? Because if we think of this as a funnel, right? Everything at the top starts with who and what, right? What's the profitable problem? Who's got that problem that I can help solve? So if that isn't done properly, everything coming through this funnel is going to not be what you're looking for. And that's why the most important starting point for any business, especially within this context of the coaching business, is getting clear on your single target market, that avatar, that person, because everything flows from there. So your messaging, right? Understanding who this person is, what their frustrations are, how it shows up in their life, what they want instead, all of your front-facing, your market-facing communication is going to speak to that individual. And there's thousands or millions of that person who are dealing with that same issue. And then on the delivery, the delivery becomes a lot easier because you have a single problem that you're solving, which means everyone's following the same curriculum pretty much, right? The same process. Hey, quick little interlude in today's episode. I don't know about you, but I'm a very visual learner. And if you're the same, you might enjoy this content in video format. If that's the case, be sure to head over to YouTube. Just type healthpreneur when you're searching in the YouTube browser and you'll come across our channel. A lot of the episodes for this podcast actually originate on our YouTube channel as videos. And if you'd like to see more of the visuals that I talk about in many of these episodes, then I would encourage you to go on over to YouTube, subscribe to the channel and enjoy all of the longer form videos as well as a lot of the shorts that we post online on a daily basis. So head on over to YouTube if you're a visual learner like I am and let's get back to the show. And you also mentioned you want to kind of get out of the one-on-one. Is that right? Oh, definitely. So let's talk about that for a second. With your one-on-one work, do you ever have this kind of voice in the back of your head where it's like, I find myself repeating myself over and over again, like all of my clients could pretty much do the same thing? Yeah? Yes. So the key here, and you've probably seen this in somewhere that I've shared, but I'll just share this again. So the first thing we want to think about is we want to build a curriculum. Do you currently have a curriculum that your clients can go through without your presence? So these are going to be like the step-by-step milestones, right? They're going to go through this. And this is super important because now they can make progress without relying on you. Above that, we have a community. Now, this may or may not be presence if you're doing a lot of one-on-one. And then on top of this, we have the coaching. So my my theory, my, my philosophy is that coaching is ultimately the most transformational thing we do we can do for our clients okay but it all it also should not be the primary thing that moves your clients forward i mean your clients results 80% should be determined by their curriculum so when i say curriculum for anyone watching it's the step by step trainings like they're watching this video taking this action right it's self directed what would have to be true for a client of yours to get the result they came to you for even if they never spoke with you. And if you think about that and how you map out your program, your curriculum, it can help you really think through, okay, maybe I'm missing a piece somewhere here, or maybe there's a bit of a gap here. People get stuck and they keep asking me the same question. So if you think through what is coming up over and over and over again in your coaching calls, ask yourself, am I addressing that in the curriculum? And if not, cool, that becomes part of the curriculum. And if you are and they're still asking the question, then maybe it's just a matter of training those clients to better use the curriculum. So as an example, when I run my coaching calls with my clients, I remind them like, hey guys, two things as a reminder. Number one, if you haven't watched the training, 
you don't get to ask the question because all your questions are most likely answered in the trainings, especially as they pertain to critical numbers. Number two, I got to I got to hear a win from you before you ask the question. So I'm training my clients on how I want them to show up as clients. Because if we don't do that, they end up taking ownership of whatever it is they want to do. And they just start like leveling you with questions and nonstop stuff. And we have to take ownership and leadership of that relationship. Does that make sense? Oh, yeah, completely. Thank you. Sorry, I feel I have curriculum. I think I have great community. Uh, and I think I'm thriving on coaching, but I'm not attracting enough people it's a great experience it, you know very intimate very effective but it's not uh, sustainable because i don't have regular newbies if that makes sense it makes sense so how many how many clients are you working with and how much one-on-one are they getting oh in my coaching they if they book one-on-one and it's and they pay for it then they then they can have one-on-one i don't have one-on-one i have group coaching okay so right now when you say you want to move away from one-on-one, are people are a lot of people booking one-on-one as opposed to- Oh, it's just like that. No, no, I have clients. I have two streams of income. I have clients who come just for one-on-one. Yep. And I have clients who come to coaching. And those from coaching, they can book this service. So is is the goal to, like, do you want to move completely out of one-on-one in a perfect Maybe. world? Yeah. What's the price of the group program? Uh, three grounds. So 3000 per group. And then how much is the one-on-one? At 500. Per session or per... Oh, no, that's a set. That's a set of eight sessions. Okay. So here's... Um, so we'll just call this one-on-one and this is group. So one of the easiest ways to divert people's attention is you ask yourself, which one do I not want to do? And let's say you've already mentioned it's this one. Okay. So how do we make this less attractive to people? And if they still wanted to do it, it'd be like, cool, I'll do that anyways. So the easiest way to do that is $500 per session. I knew it was coming. (laughs) Or, or, again, the goal here is we're making this a dummy offer. Like, why would you want to do this? Even better is this. So I wouldn't even position this like this. I would just say it's... $2,500 for a session with me, but most people end up doing this because they get more access to me and better results. So which one would you prefer? And there you go. That solves the one-on-one issue because if someone's like, no, I just want one hour of their time. Cool. They'll pay you 2,500 bucks gravy. But if they don't say yes to that, they're more likely to say yes to the group. The challenge is when we have two options that are very similar because what's happening here is like, if I'm doing the math, 500 times eight is $4,000. Because what happens when we start doing these, like the dollar per session thing, we start itemizing and breaking down even the group program. So the question, like, does anyone ever ask you, like, how many sessions do I get in the group with you? No. No? No. So if you say, like, what's the difference? Person's like, well, what's the difference between the group and the one-on-one? Yeah. So you have uh, access to me on Facebook because we have Facebook up 24-7. So I, my promise is I answer your question in 24 hours. Mm-hmm. You have mm-hmm. access to me on weekly calls and yep. you have access to ET. So that is support. Uh, for, and for now, the, the, the group contract is with access for life. So you leave when you feel you need to leave. Nobody is asking you, nobody's giving you a deadline. 
Um, can I suggest something on that? So when you give someone access to something for life, what's the likelihood that they use it? I would say 90% of them, they love it. And they okay. use it. I would, I, would, I would challenge you on this because in my experience, what happens, because we actually did this very temporarily years ago, we've got a couple of clients who offered this, is when you give someone access to something for life, they feel they can access it whenever they want, which means they do nothing in the moment because they can get to it later. Now, in the short term, it may sound like a great idea, but the challenge from a compliance perspective is you'll get more clients who actually don't do the work or don't do the work to show up in whatever after a certain amount of time because they think they have this forever. So what's the point? I don't need, like, there's no deadline. I don't have to take action now. I can just do it whenever I want. From a business perspective, you completely kill your lifetime value because now there's no opportunity for what's next. Like, why would I go into something else if I have access to this forever? So if you want your clients to get better results, it's probably a really good idea to put a time container on that. So it's 3K, group program, 12 weeks, 16 weeks, eight weeks, whatever you want. People say, well, what happens after that? Well, we've got two options. You can continue on or you can move up to the next level if you consider doing something like that. But I have, I mean, I don't know of any options really where like when we have lifetime access to something, like I have a cousin who lived by the beach. She grew up at the beach in Australia. And I was always amazed that she never went to the beach because it was right there and she had lifetime access to it. But if she was vacationing for two weeks in Australia, she'd be at the beach every day because there was a deadline, right? So I would, I would encourage you to think about how you can limit that initial program to a certain time frame, and specifically, what is the outcome that client's going to achieve or move closer to in that time frame? And if you can say, you know, here's, you know, you're here, you came in because of this problem. The goal of this initial program is to help you get closer to that outcome or solve it all together. And that's what we're going to do in the next six, eight, 10, 12 weeks, whatever it is. The other thing too is the shorter the time frame, the more valuable it becomes. If you can, if you can give somebody a compressed time to say this, this program is designed to help you achieve this outcome in this amount of time, they can see that their mind is finite. They can see it. They can see a finish line. Whereas lifetime access, although they might be able to see progress, it's a lot more elusive, and it's less tangible at that point. So, in our experience, lifetime not the greatest option for you or your clients. Reduce the time frame, keep the price the same. It'll increase the perceived value in their minds. They'll show up and do the work. And that means better results for them, better for you because that's why we're in business. And then you can obviously offer next level once they've gotten close to completion of that initial program. Does that help, AJ? Oh, definitely. What's the one thing you're going to take out of our conversation and put into action? I will be completely honest, but it's not, got nothing to do with your expertise. I will still struggle with my avatar. I, I know I will. But I will definitely restructure how I work on a one-to-one basis and with my group. I will definitely change that. And it's going that change is going to come very soon within less than a month. And definitely, I will start from today, the live access. Thank you. Good. Yeah, for sure. Well, anyways, thank you for hanging out, AJ. Thanks for opening up your business. And hopefully this is useful. All your, all your videos are useful. All your expertise are useful. Uh, please share your wisdom with the world because uh, it does have an impact. And it does matter. Thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks so much, AJ. Hey, thanks for hanging out with me in today's episode. Hope you enjoyed it. If you have, here's what I'd love for you to do next is if you're not already subscribed to the Health Burner Show, go ahead, 
and hit that button wherever you're listening to this to make sure you do not miss a single episode coming your way. And while you're at it, why not leave a rating or review? It would mean a lot to me. And here's why. Because I lay in bed awake at night wondering, are you enjoying this show? Do you get a lot of value out of this? And I never really know until I hear from you. All kidding aside, I would really appreciate a rating or review because as you know, the more people know about this show, the more people we can help and your ratings and reviews make a huge difference. So thanks for hanging out with me once again and I look forward to seeing you in the next episode.